Are you the tree, the gardener, or are you the fertilizer? Welcome to the Spiritual Father Podcast. I am Father Adam Carrico, and this homily was recorded on March 24th for the third Sunday of Lent, 11 a.m. Mass at St. Boniface Catholic Church, Louisville, Kentucky. As always, thank you for listening. Enjoy. So a simple question, I think, that Christ presents us in the Gospel, and it is whether or not we consider ourselves to be the tree, the gardener, or the fertilizer. The, uh, the, the answer may depend on where we are at life, kind of our spiritual journey, uh, where we happen to be this very minute, uh, this very hour. Uh, and just being in church itself kind of presents us with an option as to which to pick for this uh, this hour but uh, we have uh, this this parable this opportunity to see our lives as either the tree the gardener and or the the fertilizer and when the fertilizer is mentioned it's it's important i think to recognize that in jesus time they didn't have miracle grow that this was uh this was not anything that was uh, nice or clean that uh, he was talking about dirty work uh, with dirty things uh, in the attempt to get this fig tree uh, to bear fruit. And so we, uh, we have this parable as, as a possible way of interpreting our lives. The fig tree itself, the, the tree growing in this garden, it didn't choose to be there. It simply is there receiving uh, the, that which God has to bestow upon it. Uh, it didn't choose the ground that it grows in. It didn't choose the location, the amount of sun that it gets, all of that kind of, uh, all of that which it needs. It made no choice in that matter. It just simply is present where it is. And no tree really decides, well, I'm not going to bear fruit this year. A tree does what it does. It does the best it can with what it has and um, goes forward, always desiring to bear fruit if it is capable of doing so. And so here in church, uh, receiving the grace of God, uh, we may find ourselves for this moment to be more like the fig tree, to simply receive that which God has to offer us. The gardener is the one who is doing the work. The gardener is the one that desires to build the kingdom of God. The gardener is the one who is tasked with caring for the fig tree. Is, is the one at work that is often the image for us after we leave Mass, uh, to go about our work in the world, uh, to do our best to build the kingdom of God. Still receiving, as the fig tree does, the gardener receives nourishment and what he needs to do his job, but a bit more active than the fig tree is ultimately. And then, well, there's the fertilizer. And there's sometimes in our lives where we wonder What's the point? Uh, what, it, what in the world is going on? What is God doing in this moment? Why is this the way it is? And we, uh, we can take those opportunities and with the right dispensation or disposition, I believe, uh, give those over to the gardener to help grow the fig tree, to help cultivate the ground around that tree that desires by its very nature to bear good fruit. We also, this, this parable is, is preceded by uh, these two incidents 
uh, in which it could be said innocent people or, or those who uh, Christ sees as not any more guilty than the rest have uh, suffered one way or another. First the Galileans, uh, whose blood was mixed with the blood of sacrifices uh, by Herod. They were, they were killed by Herod. And the question that Christ poses to them, were they any worse, any greater of a sinner than the rest of the Galileans? Assuming the answer is, is no, the question then, why did this happen to them? Why is it that God allowed this tragic event to happen to them? A better example still, I think, is the Tower of Siloam, in which 18 people were killed. We have actual historical evidence of the truth of this incident, that a tower in Jerusalem fell and people were killed uh, because the, the tower was not constructed as it should have been, uh, or at least we assume so. And so these 18 people have been killed in a tragic incident, uh, their lives lost. And Christ again asks, were they any worse than the rest of those in Jerusalem? Did they deserve to be uh, killed in such a way any more than any of the others who live in Jerusalem? And again, we assume the answer is no. And so why is it that God allows these events to take place? I think to, to take a step back and see our relationship, our ability to, uh, to affect change in our world, uh, we can oftentimes think of growing in virtue in terms of other people's work in our lives. For instance, it may be said, well, I think, I believe God put this person in my life to teach me patience. Okay, uh, that's, the, that's the typical one. Uh, another might be, I think this person is in my life to teach me humility. Okay, very good. But if they are being used by God to teach you something, my question is, who is God using you to teach a virtue to? We don't really like that end of the spectrum, do we? We rather think of other people being used by God in our lives to teach us something. But then that means that we also must be robots, essentially, in the work of someone else's life. And I don't think that's the way God approaches us at all. That we're not robots being directed by God's every whim uh, to do and to, to fulfill this uh, dramatic, uh, very detailed plan that God has set out before us. I believe rather that God, as a joyful creator, as a father who desires the good for his children, looks at what happens both in our choices that we make that affect one another and in the events that happen in the natural world and says, I can work with that. I can work with that. As difficult as the situation may be, as horrible as the outcome might have been, God is able in God's desire for human goodness to look at these situations in our lives and simply say, I can work with that. That we become the tree, the gardener, the fertilizer, 
in this sort of relationship, that we are uh, co-partners with God in that. Not necessarily being led, not being controlled by God, but being, being invited either as the tree, the gardener, or the fertilizer to work ultimately for the greater kingdom of God. Take St. Boniface, for example. St. Boniface has been here for many, many years. It has seen the neighborhood around it change drastically in the last 150 years. It, she, is like the fig tree. She simply grows where she is. St. Boniface cannot be picked up and moved somewhere else. St. Boniface simply grows where she is. And events happen around us. Challenges take place. Opportunities for ministry uh, appear before us. As you made your way down here, uh, I'm sure you saw the scaffolding in front of the friary. At least I hope you did. I told several of you that's the ugliest, beautiful thing I have ever seen in my life. It's ugly. No one wants to look at it. It's kind of like fertilizer. It can be a mess. But ultimately, because of that work, good will come of it. Life, once more, will be in the friary soon, we are told. And thanks be to God for that. We have a new music minister coming in several months. We have different things taking place here that indicate that God isn't done with St. Boniface. Not by a long shot. We can be the fig tree, but us as individuals, I think, need to be the gardeners as well. To cultivate this place, to, to look for God's opportunity to grow here where we are planted. For now, for the next 30 minutes or so, be the fig tree. Receive from this altar, receive the grace of the word of God into your lives, and then we will go out to be the gardeners together for the greater kingdom of God. I hope you have enjoyed this homily and have gained something from it. For more from Spiritual Father, please visit spiritualfather.org, where you will find other homilies, blog articles, social media posts, as well as links to various projects. Thank you for the support. May our Lord and Savior bless you this day and every day to come.